Hi, it's Larry Herb, Xbox's Major Nelson. Welcome to the Xbox Podcast. This is our final podcast of 2021, so I want to thank you all for liking, subscribing, leaving a comment, uh, really just tuning in and supporting us. So at that point, now that I've done all that and got that out of the way, let me bring Jeff in. Jeff, hello. Happy holidays. Where, why is there only two boxes here, Larry? Well, because... that's By the way, that is a very excellent question because if I were to bring in three boxes... One of them would be empty. Oh. And so Rebecca is unfortunately she is not with us today. She'll 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 appear later on in the show in an interview, but she's she, she's actually traveling for the holiday. We're recording this as she's traveling, so she couldn't join us. She was regretfully not here. I'm actually going to get to see Rebecca for the first time in person in two years. Is it? I think. Well, maybe not quite, but close. <clears throat> uh, uh, next week when she's she's in town, so that will be that will be great. But she is missed today. I think I'm going to be out of and town. There's Minecraft news too. There's Minecraft oh, you're news. Leaving. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going back east for the holiday to see my family and whatnot. So I'll be a traveling man. I'm going to be going east too. For so, when? When are you uh, going east? This weekend. Yeah. So um, I'll do I, go do I know this? I'll be there through for a week. Do we not talk about this? Where are you going? Well, I'm going to going to Florida, uh, home of uh, Florida man, and. And also my you family. You didn't. Um, you did, definitely didn't tell me this. You go to see your mom and your I sister. Ca- I caved. I didn't want to go. Uh, but you know, I, I'm an uncle now, right? Uh, for the first time, and and I haven't well, met untrue because untrue. What? My daughter calls what? you Uncle Jeffrey. Sure, there's that part, <laughs> yes. and my kid, every every older person's an uncle, but right or, or auntie. But I, 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 my sister was like never going to have a kid, and then she met the right guy, and well, now I'm an uncle. So, Good. Um, but she had the unfortunate timing of being born in August, and I said, "Guess who's never going to uh, to Florida in August?" You. Because I've done that, and that's me. And yeah. so I'm the absentee uncle, but she'll she'll deal with that, and I'll be there. Plus, how much does a what is she four or five months old now? Like the, you don't. At that right. age, you don't know nothing. Fair point. So I'm going to bring her. Uh, I should probably bring her something, right? right? I got a lot of things to think about here in the next day or so. I didn't realize gonna, you were going. I'm going to be that guy that goes to the airport and have a uh, Seattle sweatshirt. What do you say? Small? <laughs> it was, they only had a medium. Be fine. You can sleep on it. Now boarding flight 27 to Miami, and you're going to be pulling stuff. <laughs> it's, it's seriously. Uh, here's a. Uh, Here's some mints from the plane. Here's some uh, Biscoff. Those Biscoff. Oh, no solid food yet. Got Passenger it. Passenger awesome, Jeff awesome. Rubenstein, please make your way to your flight immediately with the boarding doors closing. We've all heard that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm in that mode now. And I feel like gamers do this. It's like, okay, so it's like, whatever, a five-hour flight to Miami, give or take, um, from Seattle. And it and I've, I have like 50 hours worth of things to play and watch to it during that time and right. then what'll happen is i'll just end up you know falling scrolling asleep. twitter or something or, or that asleep, yeah. but uh yeah but i've got i i can't wait I'm, i've got i uh, downloaded youtube finally got me and I, and I got the i upgraded to youtube because they've been bothering yeah. you about a trial forever is that why they've been tra- every time but i was like nope 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 but then i realized that allows you to download and i'm power on the, the story of Xbox, the six-part documentary that we have been talking about since the anniversary on the 15th of November uh, is out now. Yep. 
Yep. And you could watch it on YouTube. And oh, the best way for me to watch it on the plane would be to just download it onto my download them all my tablet or whatever. Yeah. And so, so YouTube, you got me. You got me. It was, but it was for Xbox reasons. So, um, worth it. Worth it. So I'll be watching that. Have you been watching? So you haven't seen anything. So I think I, I tweeted out, or you know, we talked about it. I like any good character. I don't show up till episode four. <laughs> You're and then. Are, promptly killed off uh, no no I, no i'm no, guessing no. i don't no. oh wait it's it's a documentary it's a so docu- uh you're still here you're good yeah. that's good i'm i'm hoping to be in the background somewhere in like an xo for like for like less than a set like the thing where you pause it and i'm like blurred and out of focus and i'm like that's me no in the corner that's me yeah. so i i will be looking for that and i will i'll let you know if i find that well, we've got some, we actually got some really cool things I'm working on for next year where I'm going to interview some more, do, do some in-depth podcast interviews with some of the characters. And when I say characters, some of the people that you meet in the documentary. But some of them are characters, like from, from the things that I have seen. Yeah. So, Hello, Seamus. It'll be good. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got to meet, remember back, back when the Duke was reintroduced, I yep. got to interview Seamus and we've, we've remained, you know, lightly in contact ever since, but. Yeah. He's, um, he's, he's a character. He, indeed. But anyway, go go check that out. Love to see. Drop in the comments what you think of the documentary. We'd love to see what you think about that one. That's now available for free on YouTube and a bunch of Microsoft TVs and movies and a bunch of other platforms as well. Roku, et cetera, et cetera. Redbox, Redbox. IMDb TV. Yeah, a lot of places. I'm sure and if you talk to the, you and I are good friends with a producer. I'm sure if you asked her, she could get you a DVD with them on. You just have no way to play the DVD. Uh, what am I gonna What am I gonna <laughs> stick a DVD into my laptop? I don't. I haven't. I. I haven't had anything that plays a disc. I mean, I guess that my Series X, so I'm right. sure I could just plug that in on the plane and then put it control. I could technically probably do that. I don't know if that's the most efficient. I'll be bringing my S though with me because Good. I don't want to sit there and talk to my family for a week. Hey, um, hey, hey, why hey. Why hey. would I do that? Doesn't your mom watch? Oh, that's early. that's Rebecca's mom. Your mom doesn't watch the show. <laughs> no, no, my mom. She does occasionally she'll she'll say i saw you tweet this and you you mentioned me or something like that so now i just don't do that she's lurking she's lurking anyway uh, i could see you know we're talking about what we're playing before we get into some of the news we've got a bunch of interviews oh, are we? seen from the notes i can see in fact if i if i click this little button right here we can see what you're playing halo infinite the so, campaign is now available of course yes i haven't beaten it yet but i've put in good 15 hours I actually was doing the the tally you know you can do the thing i mean I mean, I'll just show you, but you know, where you could see how long you've played a game. So if you go into your, if you go into your achievements, yep. uh, into the guide, and then you can just, you can go through from there and you could see all that. And I, I passed today or last night, the amount of time I played in Halo five in its life. In really? Halo Infinite already. And that's how much I played. Like I've, I, I played Halo Infinite more than anything since, or any Halo game since Halo two. When I used to like after work, I would come home and my brother who lived a few hundred miles away, he would come home from school and we would play and I would just catch up with him. And you know, it was like, we do that all the time. And then I, you know, I've, I've obviously played all the different Halos, but I didn't get into it in the way that I've gotten into infinite. I feel like it's the best multiplayer since, right. since those days. Uh, and man, every night, like I get on and, and there's, a number, a large number of my friends playing, and it's like, let me just jump into that person's game, or you're playing, and we we've been we played last night. Yeah, we so played last night. I, we just go, really we usually love... go in, we'll play one, two, three, four, five. I mean, obviously, it, you know, it's. I think I I don't have any data around this. I just have anecdotal data. Mm-hmm. The more you win, the longer you play. <laughs> of course, you don't want to go out. 
it's funny. You don't you want to go out on a win, right? But if you've won three in a row, it's like, well, okay, let's let's see what happens. And then, and then you, if you then lose you three in a row, we're like, like well, okay, we're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, that's generally how. Oh, yeah, we we wrapped up pretty on a low note last night, but that just we jumped sure in the campaign, which is great. We sure did. But it's it's great to see everybody playing. They've reshuffled the uh playlists uh that happened this week so there were a lot of folks asking for like a slayer only playlist that's there now you can fiesta fiesta um and there's just additional where there used to be what three playlists it was big team battle quick play and ranked and now there's like double that so uh a lot of you play the way you want um and uh, you know just the beginning it's Halo Infinite. We're going to be playing this for a long time. So uh, uh, continued effort and and rebalancing, by the way, of the challenges, which is good because uh, we hit the next weekly challenge yesterday or this week. And the challenges this week um, are different. Some of the ones that were very maybe punishing have been either made less punishing or removed entirely. Some new ones are there. And, uh, you know, I'm just jamming through the battle pass, which is which is good, too it's uh yeah it's it's i'm doing pretty much the same thing i've got my holiday logs going over here my i see log. that larry I'm trying to yes. trying to trying to get into the into the spirit if you festive will. festive exactly. some singing would get us there um no well not for me you're not getting it maybe maybe not me. I, you know i don't think you're gonna get a white christmas down in miami no that's uh and that's okay I mean, yeah, you'll have your I'll, public. Sandwiches. I will have, I will have all of my public selves. I'll have my Cuban, sa- a lot of sandwiches. Um, and that's, and that's a Jewish deli. Um, I will be, I'll be eating good. That's so. good. Well, that's the most important thing we've got. Uh, what else are you playing? I mean, really it's halo is what we're all talking about last week. Go ahead. What do you got? The gunk. Oh, this is yes. a, a game. So that, that dropped this week. And uh, it's sort of my palate cleanser. It's Halo, I'm shooting things out. And in the gunk, I'm absorbing in dirt. And so You're it's, vacuuming it's sort things of up. A, that counterpoint balance in all things. That uh, that may have been um, Thanos. But uh, yeah, the gunk is really cool indie that's available on Xbox Game Pass. And we're going to be speaking with the voice actor Fiona. of Ronnie. Ronnie is the protagonist who you've yeah. seen in those trailers. Um, uh, and... She's voiced by Fiona Nova from G4 TV and formerly of Rooster Teeth. So we get to talk with her, which is really cool. We'll have that in just a little bit. We talked about um, that interview. We're going to, you know, last week at the Game Awards, which I had the pleasure of attending, you saw the release date for, um, yes, what do you want? What do you want? Give, some, give us some stories. Let's hear, let's hear about going to get, look, for you, this is what, your 10th Game Awards you've gone to, Something or like if that. you combine it with the VGAs. The overwhelming majority of the people that are listening to the show, including me, did not go to the VGAs this year or the, or right. the TGAs. Well, so what, what was it like? It was just as long in the building as it was on <laughs> watching online. I'll say that. Um, but what was interesting was, you know, we were sitting in the front. I hate to say this because this is not a flex. We're sitting in the front row and, you know, Phil Spencer and, and Aaron Greenberg and, and Sarah are down at the other end. We've got some folks in the middle. Um, I was sitting next to Marcus, who works on some of our partnerships. And there was an empty seat next to me. And Kiki Wolfkill from the Halo team comes walking over. This is right before, you know, seriously, they're, they're like getting ready to go. And the lights are coming down. They're making an announcement. And so I grab her. I said, the seat's empty. Sit here. So she sat there. 
and you know she's lovely we're talking through the entire uh, the entire thing. She's getting really excited because a, a project that she worked on is the, the Halo series that's coming to Paramount TV. Yeah, that great. we showed a trailer during. So she's like, "You're really gonna like it" because I hadn't seen it yet. So she was really excited for that. But the funny part was, is anytime anybody walked by, she was tensing up because she thought they were gonna tap her on the shoulder to, to get her out. So sure enough, uh, right after in the first half of the show, um, we're we're going through and uh there, there there's there's the people were kind of looking at her chair and it was it was i think we were i don't know whose chair we were sitting but i think it was somebody big so they reset them i'll just say you, that you, you're where's reggie gonna sit he's done his segment right right where's yeah. exactly where's Reggie? kind of comes over and looks down and just keeps walking so anyway but it was we're sitting in the front row and it was lovely just to see everybody in real life there was so many great folks there from the community yeah. from the industry uh, i didn't get a chance to talk to jeff Keeley. this is his awards uh he and i were texting back and forth afterwards of course but you know it's just it's so nice to be in that building and that's the microsoft theater where you and i have spent many many hours getting ready for our e3 briefing and doing events so it's it was lovely to kind of be back home but it was nice to be there one of the great things was they announced uh, the delicious last course for Cuphead, the DLC coming. I'm yes, gonna... it's a great trailer. That was that was really well done. Well, it's a trailer, but it was the live performance that was the mind blower. Oh, of course, that... yes, yeah. that's right. There was a singing. There was uh, you know a, a trio of singers. True ladies. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. And, and, um, and now it reminded me, I, I need to finish that game. Well, so we're going to talk about Maya and Chad from, from the studio, Studio MDHR. We've got them on the show later <sighs> on. They're great That's friends great. of Xbox, great friends of the show. Super nice people. So we're going to talk to them. Um, we're going to talk about... You talked about uh, the Duke. I have, I have. where is it? Uh, well, here's the flex, whatever it is you've got. I've got the, what? the Cortana Duke from Hyperkin. Um, we're going to talk to, and it's a, it's an approved Xbox accessory. We're going to talk to Scott. I didn't see that. Scott from our third party accessories team. Scott Weeby is going to talk, uh, he's going to talk about that. Um, and then Rebecca is going to hopefully be around for Minecraft interviews because she's not here. So we've got lots of interviews yeah. prepared and ready to go. Don't we? Yes. Yes, we do. A lot of Minecraft news this week. Do we want to do news now or do you want to do interviews? What do you, what do you think? I think we should probably bolt into the interviews. So why don't we do this? We're going to take a break here, go to the interviews. Uh, you had the chance to talk to um, Fiona from the gunk. The gunk is now available on game pass. You're going to hear a little bit about that. All the interviews we just talked about. So let's get started. Jeff, take it away. Take yourself back to the summer of 2020. We were getting excited about the imminent launch of Xbox Series X and S, and we were starting to see some of the games that we were going to be playing this generation. And one of the standouts was a very interesting looking title called The Gunk. It was a, uh, destined to be an Xbox console exclusive, and we saw some interesting visuals, a character hoovering up uh, a bunch of, well, well, gunk, but we didn't hear too much from the characters themselves, just a little bit of radio chatter, and it left us wondering, what is this world? What what are we what are we going to be doing here besides what appeared to be very pleasing, uh, you know, absorption of dirt and and re rejuvenating the life cycle and the life and the environment. And so uh, now that I've been playing the game, the game is out now on Xbox Series X and S and on Windows PC through the magic of Xbox Game Pass. I'm learning a lot more about this character, but who better to really give us the full depth? of what we can expect from someone we now know as Ronnie, then Fiona Nova, the voice of Ronnie in the gunk. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Jeff. This is like really exciting. 
It's really exciting for me too. Uh, you know, I followed your career knowing you from Rooster Teeth. I've been seeing that you joined G4 TV. And when I found mm-hmm. out you were the voice of Ronnie from the Gonk, very excited because this is a game we've we've been looking forward to. It's definitely, we circled the calendar uh, quite a while ago. Yeah. I mean, we've, I, I feel like I, so much has happened since then. Uh, I've been kind I've been feeling like I'm on autopilot at the moment, but like, my gosh, it's like, it's been such a dream come true to be voicing this really awesome character, um, in the gunk and it's going to be releasing really soon. So I'm just like, I'm like shaking. I have so many things I want to say, and I'm just so excited right now. <laughs> Well, we're going we're to give you that opportunity to say those things. Um, I'm actually yeah. just curious when you saw, how, well, how did this come together? Um, I think probably a lot of people out there would love to know, like, how do I become a voice actor? And I know you did work with with Red versus Blue, and mm-hmm. it's not something that just anybody can do. Um, and so, but how did this come together and how did you end up in this role? And what was it like seeing that character out there for the first time? Yeah, I mean, so uh, what happened? So I did do Red versus Blue, just like you said. Um, so that was sort of my first venture into voice acting. I was offered a really awesome role in Red versus Blue Zero um, as Agent One. So it was really awesome to voice her. And then from there, I remember someone tagging me. I think they did like a casting call through Twitter, actually. And someone tagged me uh, in it. And I was like, you know, why not? So I kind of sent some clips to um, the person casting for the for it, it wasn't called the gunk at the time. It was just, you know, sort of like a very brief overview of what, you know, you can expect. So I just sent um, I sent my demo to them and uh, and they we did like a bunch of like back and forths of voice tests. And I don't I, I think it. Honestly, I didn't think I was going to get it, but I did want to try to see what would happen. Um, and then I remember it was in February. I was essentially offered the role of February 2021 saying like, hey, I think like you're, you're going to be Ronnie. And um, I really had no idea what to ex- expect because I just didn't know anything about the game or what what it will be or anything. So I was getting these lines sent to me and be, and, you know, just cramped in my closet because it was still up the COVID. So uh, I was, we had to do all the voice acting and all the voice recording at home. Uh, And I was, I was just cramped in my closet and I was getting these lines and I'm like, Oh, this is so cool. I get to do this. And I think it was the, the second to third batch of lines. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is a big game. Like I think there was a moment where I was like, oh no, this is not just a like a, a a small, you know, like a small indie game. This is a this is so fleshed out. And there was a moment where I was like, oh my gosh. And I started getting nervous. The more batches came in, I was like, oh my gosh, I I'm these are like now I'm up to my six hundredth line that I'm talking about, like that I'm saying. And I'm like, oh gosh, this is a lot. And um I just, I, it was amazing to see. And then I would get screen grabs of what it's going to look like to help me get in the character, like what Ronnie is going to look like. And I was, I was just like, oh my, this is amazing. I, I couldn't put into words how excited I was um, to see Ronnie, to see that character and to see that I'm voicing her. And also just to, to tell people like, you can, play as someone I voice as. This was just, it's like so crazy to me. Um, 
but yeah, that's sort of like how I, I got started um, doing this. Um, I'm hoping there's more projects to come later on, but this is just the start. I, this is like the second project I've done. So I'm really nervous and I really hope people like it. <laughs> that's, that's just so awesome to hear because um, like you'd have to imagine like from the outside as someone who is not going to be voicing any games ever. Uh, I would think, oh man, how cool would that be? And the fact that it, you're not, you know, in any way jaded, and it's like, no, this is just. It sounds. It is as cool, apparently, as it sounds to to be the protagonist of a game and a game that people are really looking mm -hmm. forward to. Yeah, it's it's so, so exciting, and oh. it's it's like one of like. Sorry, I I just want to say like it's like this no, game no. is genuinely. Um, it it has all kinds of all kinds of different aspects to it and there's a lot we can touch on but for me what what really hit me the most was just seeing ronnie because i was like i i, I like just see that kind of pro protagonist in this game really made me super happy and to be voicing it really just it got me excited so yeah Let's talk about that because you had seen just an image of Ronnie and and obviously mm -hmm. we're, as you said, like really enthused to be playing her. But what did you when you saw her and you've been you were reading the lines, like what did you want to bring to the character? I think with my voice, you know, obviously my voice, I feel like it works really well with kind of quirky um fun bubbly characters at times or, or or maybe also just vulnerable characters and i think ronnie encompasses that completely i think like i think ronnie is someone who really really is adventurous and really wants to help and 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 seek things and you'll see it throughout the game you're just like you play as this really adventurous and um courageous girl and she will constantly want to know hey what's that hey what's that hey what's that and i feel like i i, I feel like i can relate to that at so, to some degree i feel like that's exactly who i am is just a very curious person and um and you can you'll obviously see the dynamic between her and Bex, which Bex is being more of that grounded, logical voice, and Ronnie being that dreamer voice, um, which really gives her a lot of depth. So it's yeah, I feel like I was able to really be able to nail her voice um, in 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 and the gunk, and I hope other people agree. But I really feel like I was able to get a handle on her voice. So yeah. Yeah, I, actually, I was going to ask you about that. It, it really is right on that uh, I've, I'm roughly in like chapter three or four, and it's it's very much mm -hmm. exploring and and me going like I don't know if I want to go go there, but Ronnie being like, yeah, let's check this out, let's follow this, let's just see where this this ends up. While I feel like maybe mm -hmm. I'm more Bex, so I should maybe re you know analyze my own sort of uh, mental viewpoint. What was it like working with? <laughs> the the voice actor for Bex um and you know and you know learning to play off each other really carve out those those roles yeah you know it was a little tough obviously being from different I'm assuming completely different states and also um not being able to be in a studio together so it was tough but we were emailing back and forth sort of chatting about what what the dynamic would be and it really helps because uh the what I would do is Bex would actually record first and I would get her lines and I would then kind of play off of her lines. And um, 
as someone who's new to voice acting and someone who's a little more of a noob, uh, that helped tremendously. And uh, Abigail Turner is essentially, she is a professional. She knew what she was doing. She probably got those lines out immediately. And I felt like someone who's a little new and a little more um, green in this area, it was so helpful to have someone that professional and to kind of bounce off of her reactions. Um, and I also feel like in, in the same way, I kind of gave that more genuine and curious, innocent voice that Bex and and Bex is more of that rational, logical, grounded voice um, of reason, essentially. <laughs> so, um, yeah, definitely, there is definitely um, some really good relationship dynamics there, and it helped a lot just to understand it and to and to test it out uh, and get to get Ronnie's voice um, to get Ronnie's voice down. I mean, we're, we're reasonable in our normal lives. So, you know, it's nice to be yeah. sort of prodded on to, to explore those things that in real life we might be uh, uh, too skittish to, to do so. Um, so we've been seeing some of the gameplay and the game is fun. And I think that was what originally like sort of hooked people in is seeing the character design, seeing uh, an interesting world and also just like some gameplay. I know we're in like an era right now where people are enjoying um, like cleaning in a way there's like pressure washing simulator <laughs> and there's a lawnmower simulator which just came out on on game pass and this has there's certain elements like i was a big fan of uh, super mario sunshine and like i wanted to clean every spot in you know in in the town yeah and uh and and while there is definitely some of that and it is very satisfying to absorb the gunk and there is a more of a story to it but let's talk about the gameplay and and like uh you know sort of what to expect from opening hours of the gunk? Yeah, so when when you start the game, you kind of get a glimpse of where they are at. They are obviously not on a planet that is similar to Earth. It is a very beautiful and majestic planet with really, and I mean, I say beautiful, but like, I don't think I have the words to really describe. Like it is, the environment is so fantasy-like and you really get transported into that like Pandora type, like mysterious uh, planet. And it's really just like, you're trying to get a feel for where you're at and that, and that this is not a normal planet. This is like kind of a futuristic uh, fantasy like um, time. And so, and so you also are introduced to, uh, introduced to Ronnie, who essentially goes through uh, the the game controls with you. And I think in the first twenty minutes, or even not even like ten minutes of the game, you're like, okay, I see, I see what like you can really understand the relationship dynamic between Bex and Ronnie immediately. Like you can see who what kind of person Ronnie is immediately. You can see who Bex is immediately. It's like. It's it, it's really good in setting up the story for you, and then eventually you kind of get the hang of it. You 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 get more backstory. Uh, you meet Kurt, who is a great great robot. That if any time you have a chance to talk to Kurt, please talk to Kurt. Um, it's really fun to talk to him, and uh, yeah, it's just like and then little by little you start discovering more and more, and you get you go into some real scary environments some real um dark environments and and it's scary and i think you kind of go through that 
that whole story with Ronnie and you feel for her, but you also feel for Bex as well, who does really care for Ronnie. So it's, man, it's just, you kind of go through a whole journey playing this game. Um, and I definitely went through it voicing it, but yeah, it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful game and the music let's, I, I can't even start with the music. The, the music is, is so wonderful. And I think that's, uh, I, I picked up on that, uh, definitely on the music. It really sets the tone for this alien world that's beautiful, but also, you know, has underlying scary or, you know, unfamiliar elements. Uh, and I think what's unique about the gunk in, in my playthrough so far is that a lot of the elements in, of the gameplay, scanning things and crafting, you see those a lot of times in games that might not have a, a lot of story, but the story here pushes you forward. It's not just a collectathon, although it is really fun upgrading and, and unlocking new abilities. And uh, the, it scratches a lot of those different itches, but then also the characterization that you bring to it. Um, and you kind of just want to see what's next, what's behind that door, which is which is really cool. Um, speaking of like new doors and new experiences, I'm trying to set myself up here for a segue. Uh, you've you've <laughs> this year you joined G4, the the reboot of G4. Yes. G4 TV was like a big thing for me growing up, and uh, I've worked with people that worked through the first iteration of G4. I know a lot of great people uh, there now. So what's it been like, uh, and and how's these first few months been? Oh man, again, I have been on autopilot for the past month, two months. Um, gosh, it's, um, well, it's been with the gunk as well. It's just been to, to revive this old, um, and the, to reboot this old channel that really meant a lot to a lot to a lot of people. Um, it's been stressful. It's been great. It's been exciting. I have all kinds of feelings for it, but in, in general, I am having the best time working at G4. Um, I have, I am around such amazing creatives, um, who are just like, who are just so pa like passionate about, um, G4 and they're so passionate about G4 and they really want this to work and they have such great ideas and it's really great to work with like like-minded creatives and to be able to bounce off one another and everyone's so nice. It was just like, I, to me, it was like a dream. It's been amazing. We've had our launch week about, I think it's about, it's been about a month ago. We launched November 16th. So, um, yeah, it has been a, a really wild ride, uh, and we aren't stopping. Just like, just like the big LED sign in our office, we never stopped playing, and we will not be stopping. And there, there, we have just been on autopilot anytime. Uh, we are just, we have a lot of press tours. We have a lot of um, uh, shows. Like we have a lot of shows to write. I mean, I, I am the main cast for Attack of the Show and Invitation to Party, and both those shows. Attack of the Show is like this circus that it doesn't stop. It's like so much fun. And then Invitation to Party is also so much fun, but it is something incredibly new and a bit daunting uh, as a new D&D &D player. And to do improv, character improv for two hours straight in that show is something else, but it is genius. It is like an amazing idea. And I think we're nailing it in both aspects. So it has been a dream come true. And it has been so great to be able to do this. But man, when I tell you I'm on autopilot, I am just going with whatever comes to me. I'm like, let's do it. And I am on, I'm on like high, the uh, high like excitement. And I'm just like on adrenaline all the time. Uh, so I'm hoping that this 
like for the Christmas holiday, I can kind of take a break and actually like sleep and relax and, and not drain out completely. <laughs> Definitely. You got to pace yourself. I mean, this is going to be a heck of a exactly. week for you. You're going to be at a game. This is a game a lot of people are going to play. And again, the gunk mm-hmm. is out now on Xbox Game Pass uh, and Game Pass for PC. So whatever format you want to play it in, make sure you do it. And then great. Best of luck with, with G4 Fiona. Um, some really great people there uh, working there besides yourself, friends of the show, like Danny Pena and uh, Rihanna Manuel, and just like uh, people that we love. So we want to see nothing but success uh, for G4 TV and, and for you. So uh, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Jeff, for having me. And I will send my love to Rihanna and Danny because I also love them. So they get double love. <laughs> That's awesome. A lot of love here. And we hope you love the gunk as well. Now available on Xbox Game Pass. Well, as Jeff and I have been discussing, it's the holiday season. And you're probably thinking, what do you get that Xbox gamer in your life? You may, Maybe that you're trying to get the console. Maybe you already have the console. Do you get a headset? Do you get a controller? Here we go. Scott Weber's back from our third-party accessory team. He's going to talk about some of that stuff that we have uh, available. Right, Scott? Absolutely. There's a lot. <laughs> There's a it's, lot coming out this holiday season. It is good to and is out right now. It's, by the way, it's great to see you. You and I haven't seen each other in quite some time. Uh, we, we chatted. I was checking. We chatted about six or eight months ago about some of the accessories. And I was you and yeah. I have been talking I'm like, I got to get you back on. And you got you actually got me a box of stuff. We're going to and I know you have some stuff there. So where should we get started? Should we talk about controllers, headsets, cloud gaming. What's what makes sense? Oh, gosh, there's so many things. Maybe we start with headsets because I'm wearing one of them right now. That seems to be a a natural transition. What are you wearing there? Is it it the one I have in my hands? Is it this one? Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's the Victrix Gambit wireless headset. Um, We're super excited about this one. This has been uh, really my daily driver here for the past week or so as I've been playing a lot of Halo Infinite and uh, just a big fan of this one. This is a USB dongle wireless headset. Um, It's got, you know, kind of the leatherette uh, ear cushions here that are really, really comfortable. Uh, actually one of the most uh, comfortable headsets I've worn, um, flip to mute, which I always appreciate, especially when it has a little click to it, you know, like a sound as well, or does it just have the click? It's, you can hear it through because it gives actual feedback when you flip it up that really click, like you can hear it in the ear cup, which I really appreciate there too. And then there's dials on the ear cups here for your volume. The one thing that I've been really appreciative is that. Um, obviously I'm trying a lot of headsets at all times because we get a lot coming through the program. There's only so many USB ports on the actual console itself. Um, so this, when it's in wired mode has inline controls that are right here that I really appreciate and just a mute button, uh, or a little toggle right there too. So that's really nice. Um, but everything about this headset's great. It comes with lifetime subscription to, to Dolby Atmos as well. Right. Now, interesting because it's got the three point, the inline controls. It's got it's got a noise canceling mic, which most of them do yep. right now. That's so. This is and what's what's the price point on this one? This one's one twenty nine ninety nine. Okay, I think it's really good value for what you get. Absolutely. Now, we, I know we're going to talk about headsets, but I want to talk a little bit. Victrix also has a control. Yes. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that since we're all Victrixy right now. Absolutely. Yeah, this one is very very cool. So um, I have it right here. This actually uh, it comes with swappable faceplates, as you can see here. So one of these is, is kind of your classic one. You can actually see that there's magnets on the back. So these pop on and off very, very easily, which is cool. Um, and then this purple one is more of like a a silicon gel type thing, you know, it's really got that soft touch on it and just peels off. Um, and to swap them back on is, is really, really easy. You can see it just snaps on right there. Now it's interesting. Um, I was looking at the the packaging I have with this one right here, and it's got this very peculiar D pad. 
Yeah, yeah. So you can swap out the D-pads if you like. There's like, like I can the actually Elite. Exactly. Yeah, and it actually comes with the carrying case. It's very much like the Elite right here. So um, if you open that up, there's your cable in there. And then you can also see um, you know, there are different thumbsticks if you prefer that type of, of thumbstick, a, a tall one, or if you like you know, the ones that have the curvature on that, they have those um, different Now, this, is, this is a wired controller, right, Scott? Yep, this is a wired controller. And, and one of the reasons that that's cool is they've really focused on improving latency on okay. this one. So, um, you know, they've, they've spent a ton of time into figuring out how to get that, that input time down and uh, really optimize it for tournament play. So uh, this controller is 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 really really cool. It's perfect for FPS shooters. Um, trigger locks. It has five different settings on the cool. trigger locks. So right now I've got them on the thinnest one, and it is just like. And I noticed if you look under there, right there. You, you haven't mentioned it yet, but there's also paddles. Yeah, definitely. There's four paddles on the back. Those are of course um, remappable. Um, perfect for Halo Infinite, <laughs> as of course as I've been playing quite a bit. And the thing you'll notice if you open this up, it's extremely light. Um, that's one thing that, that they really focused on. Some of the feedback from the community is that, you know, just have something that's light, um, really feels great and kind of reduces the fatigue in those long gaming sessions. So yeah, this is a very, very cool, unique controller and, um, just at 99, 99 as well. All right. There you go. So it's kind of, uh, it's got some great features in there. If you're looking for a wire controller, Victrix is, uh, is, a, is a brand that I, I actually haven't heard a lot of until you started talking about it. So thank you for introducing it. Yeah, they they came out and I think they had their first product with us maybe two or three years ago as a pro AF headset and it was just um, you know a full fledged headset with lighting on it and it came with a little puck that you could use to control your EQ settings and everything and I they did a that. fight stick that was really well received by a community and so now kind of getting into you know some of the stuff that's more in the mid range price but still keeps that high tournament grade quality that they've been known for. Speaking of uh, so we're talking about we start with the headset we talk about controllers this is a really interesting controller bring it up the Duke. Yes. This is, look at that one. <clears throat> this is the Amazing. Cortana Duke from, uh, from our friends at Hyperkin. For those of you that uh, were with us 20 years ago when you had the Duke, now, you know, we shipped, uh, there was a Duke that shipped, finally shipped, was it last year when the original... <sighs> Gosh, I think I think we're more. I think we're two plus years away um, from the from the first Duke. The we had a black one, and then there's limited edition green one, and there's been there's been several colors of them. Uh, was just uh, noticing that our, our old friend Rikari uh, Austin on Twitter was showing off his his collection of yeah. uh, Hyperkin Dukes. Yeah. So this one's a, and this what's the price point on this one? This one's eighty nine ninety nine, so it's a collector's edition. And I'll show you what's super cool about this one. Yeah. As with all the Duke controllers, when you press the Xbox button on it, it has a little animation. But this one, I'll show you right here, shows the there we go, the Cortana a in there. intro. Yeah, you can see that there's some reflection right there. But twenty years of Xbox right there every time you press it, which is just so cool. And then the original boot logo, it's just one of those really special things that makes this controller such a cool collector's edition. And I have played Halo Infinite with it <laughs> and it is crazy to go back 20 years and, and think about myself playing with that original Duke. And it really brings back that feeling. But, you know, of course we've modernized it now and it's got, you know, RB and LB on it and we've remapped the, the white and the um, black buttons to bumpers as well. And even, so I mean, the, the only extra button it has is really the share button, right? Yes. Modernized for the share button, uh, of course, and have kept everything going on that. So it's, yeah, it's such a great controller. Really, really love it. USB-C connection, also really easy to to pop out and wind back in. So huge fan of the Duke. It's been such a, a community success for us. We love it. 
All right, let's take a look at, now I've got the OtterBox Power Swap Controller Batteries. Tell us what this yes. is. I looked at this product and I was like, wait a minute, what, what is this? So. <laughs> exactly. This is a really cool innovation in the charging category. So I've got my controller right here um, that I've been playing with all the time. If you can see on the back right here, there is the battery pack right here. And I can actually press on this right now and it'll show me batteries at half capacity. So what this does is it comes with a dock and there are two packs in it. So you're always charging one pack and you're always playing with one pack. You never have to stop gaming. The cool thing about this is that this battery pack sits inside a case that has a capacitor in it. So what actually happens is when you get a low battery notification, you can pop out that battery um, right here. It pops out and you can see my controller is still powered. So it, it has no... So no this, battery in it. So this is so essentially you're hot swapping in mid game or mid match, and you and and, and there's a little bit of juice in there to keep the keep the uh, controller going so you don't miss a beat. You slap the other one in and off you go. Right? Exactly. That's exactly it. So when you're ready to go, you just snap that right back in, and you can have the new one. You're still powered. You never lose power. So this will hold for about 10, 15 minutes, enough to finish a match. Whatever you're playing, 4v4 Slayer in the new playlist in Halo Infinite, that's what yeah. I did last night. Just popped it right back in. And it's so cool because, you know, a lot of the charging products that we have, you got to set it on the dock and it's plenty of battery life. But if you forget to do it or something, you're scrambling for double A's, you're looking for your battery door, all that stuff. This is just never stop gaming. So this is a, a mainstay. It's perfect for a desktop setup. You know, I've got a 27 inch monitor that I play Xbox on in here and it's just, it sits right on the desk and I use it every day. It's it's just so cool to have something totally new in this category. Power swap controller batteries from our friends at OtterBox. Absolutely, yeah. And these are fifty nine fifty nine ninety nine fifty nine ninety nine. Yep. All right, all right. Moving along here, we've got now. We're going to talk. We're going to talk about cloud gaming because I've got a yes. couple devices here. In fact, a couple weeks ago, I had Manit on to talk about the the Backbone, which is an amazing product if you're an iOS user. You got an iPhone. This is the one you want. But this is a new one that you sent over, the Rig. Tell us about this one. Yeah. So Rig MGX right here, as you can see, the, the expansion on this thing is quite large, right? So this, I've actually seen people using tablets on this. This is perfect for Android. It's a Bluetooth connection. So it's not hardwired in. So it really has the capability to fit a lot of phone cases, all that kind of stuff that um, can be sometimes challenging with, with the ones that have to be wired connections. So um, you can see it's got um, analog triggers up here, just like we would expect. I'll turn that around. Um, you know, everything you would expect from a normal controller. The ergonomics are nice on this. There's also a pro version of this that's coming. So if you're more used to having the, the classic kind of handles down on your mobile controller and you want something more full-fledged, yeah. that's coming very soon. Um, but this is out as a great option for Android. We've been hearing wonderful things about this and, and I like using it quite a bit. It's just easy to snap in and remember your last Bluetooth device. So we've got a couple of devices here for cloud gaming. What is, by the way, I want to talk to you about it because some folks may not know, you've, you know, everything we're showing here is the design for Xbox program, which is what your team works on. You see the little, the green, the green logo there. Tell me, tell me what that means, um, you know, for, for cloud gaming. Does it mean you test it? Does it work? I mean, or what is, what does that mean? Yeah. So in general, design for Xbox means that everything that comes through us and carries that badge is something that we have, we validated, right? We, we've made sure that it's a great experience out of the box. And so any, pro, any cloud gaming controller in particular that comes through with that, we're always sending samples of those as they come through to the engineering team over on streaming to make sure that all of the buttons are mapped correctly within the, the client service so that, you know, everything is always working 
long-term. You're never going to have, you know, buttons get mismatched or anything like that. Um, and, and it's really nice to get their feedback as well and provide to the partners to make sure that we're doing things right from an input latency standpoint. Um, from a comfort standpoint, we're also consulting with industrial design teams here to make sure that buttons are placed in the right way. You know, these are unique products, right? Yeah. It's very easy for us to establish industrial design requirements for a classic controller because we've got a blueprint for that. You know, we have our first party controller. It's been around for a long time. But uh, in this, you know, this is something totally unique. So where do you put an Xbox button on, on a product like this? Like there's, it, there's not like that natural place where you can just stick right, it right here. Center, so, right. right. So let's put it in a, in a place where it's out of the way, but still convenient to press. Um, and so, um, you know, all of the products that are licensed uh, for Android do have an Xbox button on them too, which is great. Cause then you get that experience that, you know, you know, popping back to that dashboard like experience while you're um, playing within the app. That's just a, a, a fantastic, it really makes it feel like you're playing console uh, in your hand. You know, it's a, it's a true mobile experience without degrading anything. If you have an Xbox game pass ultimate subscription, or, you know, someone in your life who has one, your, your daughter, your son, your mom, your dad, your aunt, your uncle, whoever it is, you know, and they want to get it, they want to take their gaming with them, then then we've got a story for you. Not only, you know, the xCloud, of course, you can play it as is, but it'll just become better with something like the Backbone or the the Rig Portable Precision MGX. So those are exactly. two great devices for cloud gaming. Now, They're we've fantastic. Got, uh, we've got a couple more devices uh, one so the, many, quite a, quite a good bag we dropped off for you. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, you know, one of the areas that we're always doing is what games we're going to play. Do we download the games? Now we have game streaming. So you can, you can essentially instantly check out a game. But if you want to store them all, we've got a couple of devices here, the game drives, which which is a we've had these products out for quite some time, haven't we, Scott? Yeah. So actually, you know, Seagate has done so many different co-branded what we call game drives. They've done Gears of War. They've done Sea of Thieves. They're always huge, huge successes. They were able to match these to really what we're doing on the on the first party side with uh, the Halo Infinite Elite controller. And so borrowing elements from that. I've got one right here too. <laughs> and just using that. Um, it's, it's fantastic. I've actually got the five terabyte hooked up to my console right now for um, all the overflow that it can't fit uh, because Game Pass There's so many titles and Look, I never wanted to read anything. perfectly, doesn't it? There you go. <laughs> yep. Got the 117 elements on both of those. So very cool. Because a lot of people may be confused or not understand it, but this is these are great for like a cold storage and long-term storage because we also work with Seagate we have the expansion port in the back of your Xbox Series X and S, and we make you right. You didn't send right one of those, I noticed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't gotten them. We'll get you one. Um, but you, you, you know, you, you, we have a, a partnership. Can you hold that up again, Scott? Because a lot of people may not know. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about this line as well, because there's a, a few different storage options available now. Yeah, definitely. So I, I think you nailed it. Like. HDDs and your existing drives, take your games with you when you come over to this generation of gaming. That's absolutely true. You can store as much as you want there. There are certain titles that are in this generation that are optimized for X and S that you'll have to play off the internal drive or you'll have to use an expansion card to play them off of. So you can ex expand your storage now with the, with the two terabyte, up to two terabytes uh, from Seagate to get, if you have an X, you can go up to three terabytes all the way. But with the Game Pass library being as big as it is, it's still nice to have storage where you can play your Xbox One games off of, or your Xbox 360, original Xbox, all your back compact games will still play off that. Games that are not optimized for this generation 
Otherwise, you can just move things back and forth. And the storage transfer is so easy. And yeah. they, the team has really done, the platform team's really done such a great job with being able to move games in batch now, you know, to go in and select as many as you want, move them all over to your external, move them back over. And I use the network transfer as well, which is just great too, to, yeah. to move games back and forth since I have multiple Xboxes across the house. But um, this is such a game changer and and really we're, we're thrilled. This also now comes in uh, 512. Yep. Uh, gigabytes capacity as, as well as the one terabyte which came out last year and then the two terabyte here as well so it's it's great because the you know the re- and it's not like we we want you to, to, to you know to, there's reasons why we have that other storage and i think we've proved that out over time which is things like the quick resume and the fast loading and some of these next generation features that just aren't possible the read write speeds on these things while good are nothing compared to what right. uh, the next generation demands so these are really great options if you want to get something um, to match your console that, that you can kind of move those those back compact games out to and you can even download the the next gen games here but you can't play them you can like move them back in while so it's easier to do that right Exactly. Yeah, I have a lot of games that I store on there that are multiplayer games that uh, maybe I want to go back and play if my friends are in the mood. Like, I don't play much Rocket League anymore. I don't play as much Overwatch as I used to. Right. iDarb, games like that that I used to play that are fun to hop on with your friends. And I could go, oh, instead of having to re-download that, I've already got this stored on my storage right here. Let me just pop it over. It's just going to take a minute or two, and then we'll be ready to go. Right. That's the, so that's the reason for that. But it's great. And you, I know that these are just a sampling and some of some of the products that your team works on, but you have a lot of different controllers. A lot, in fact, one, I have one here. This one actually, uh, the, when I open, I don't know, I, I I don't know if you know this, Scott, but I opened up the Razor store in Seattle earlier uh, last cool. week, and they sent me over this one, which is the Mandalorian. Yes, this is an amazing controller, which has this cool charging dock as well. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. So. Razor and and Controller Gear, uh, now partnership, now one uh, company, have done such an amazing job with customizing our first party controller. So really, this is a it's a first party controller that they have taken and customized and decorated and done hand painting on. Uh, it is it is so so cool. Comes with that charging dock and really just a limited edition collector's item thing that is so cool as a showcase piece or to use. I personally just keep them up on my mantle because they're so cool. I don't want to touch them. I don't right. want to get like my greasy hands on them, but uh, they're, they're very awesome. And they've done a lot with the Star Wars franchise and they have they have more beyond that as well. Well, it's funny because I got, I, <laughs> when I was there, they gave me a bag with that controller and then this that said top secret, do not open. So I was like, okay. And I, I haven't opened it until now. And here is- That's so funny. Here is this- the Boba Fett controller. Have you seen this? I have. Yeah. Look at that. It's, it's so funny. You know, we just get used to here, like just not saying anything publicly about anything because we right. work on so many products that sometimes we just kind of forget when the embargo dates are. And so we go, right. okay, well, we just won't talk about it until we see someone else post it online or we see a press release. Right. So I, 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 this is the first time I've actually seen this and I'm sure a lot of folks as well. So this is an amazing, and again, this is part of the program that you, your team works on, which is, uh, you know, getting these, working with our partners and getting these validated to make sure that you have a great experience when you plug a cons- console in or a headset or a storage device or anything along those lines. So. Absolutely. A lot of work that your team does. So I want to thank you for all that. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Oh, gosh, there's so many things that we have going on, too. You know, from an audio perspective, we still have the great Bang & Olufsen headset, the limited edition headset that we announced. I know you have one of those. Which keeps getting Uh, updated, by the way. You keep getting firmware updates for them. Yep, many, many updates and improvements. Uh, Really made a big improvement to mic quality recently that I've really noticed that it's just fantastic. So love using that one. 
Um, we've got some flight sticks uh, that are coming and that are out, which is great if you're interested in that. So um, Turtle Beach has a Velocity One flight stick that's really geared towards civil aviation. So think like Cessnas and things like that. That's There's been no a hot ticket item. On, on the yoke. <laughs> <laughs> right, you're not you're not shooting anything down in flight sim with that thing. But right. uh, that's that's been a, a smash hit and is hard to find. There's more coming in stock soon. And then um, we're also working um, with uh, with Thrustmaster on a Boeing edition, um, the oh. TCA yoke pack that's coming. It's really focused more towards commercial aviation. So like a you know, 777, 787 the big, the big type plane. Yeah, the, the big, big ones. ones, right. Um, and, and that's coming very soon as well. So we're thrilled about that. And then you know, beyond that, we've got our Philips mom- uh, Momentum monitors that are coming very soon. Yeah, I actually, the, I have the 55 inch here and I'm trying to find a place to put that on my desk with the Ambiglow. I, I tweeted that out when, yeah. when you sent it over. It's that I'll tell you, it is amazing. The high frame rate, it's got all the Xbox presets. So you just plug your console in, go to Xbox and everything just yep. looks beautiful, doesn't it? It's so great. I've got the 27 inch here that I'm using and, and there's a 32 inch too. And, and all of those are going to be available very, very shortly. It's just so great what we've been able to do in this program, just taking monitors out of the box and having Xbox mode where you just have everything already lit up, HDR, VRR, uh, 120 frames per second, just ready to go. You don't want to fiddle with the settings and yeah. figure out like, how do I turn off motion blur? And like, what is game mode? And some t- TV manufacturers call things different. It's just, you got to go to forums and look everything up. And it's just like, no, out of and the when, box. And once you go to ABS to go. forums, it's all over, right? You go right down that <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've been there too. Just with the TV, I got to go to RT uh, or RTNs.com or whatever right. and look up all the different, it's just, start this is just, yeah, you just plug, yeah, plug so, and play works very it's great if you've got a series x and you want to take advantage of all the features it has plug this in xbox mode you're going to go to the settings and in the visual settings in the xbox and you're going to see a whole lot of green check marks in there yeah that's what you want to see anyway scott appreciate it. it's always great to have you on the show uh good to see you thanks for thanks for giving us a walkthrough of the portfolio and there's a lot more where do people go to find out the full list you've got the xbox.com address right yeah, there's a design for Xbox um, site on xbox.com. We also have xbox.com accessories. You can see a variety of the things that we ship. And if you're out at retailers or you're shopping anywhere online, just make sure that you um, look for that design for Xbox circle badge right there um, in the corner. That just ensures that it's officially licensed. We've had an opportunity to look at it, work with the partners. You know, We're at over 40 partnerships right here and they just do amazing work. And um, we're so thrilled to be able to have all these incredible categories that we operate in with uh, you know more surprises to come next year. All right, Sky, thanks so much. Have a great holiday and uh, we'll, see you, we'll see you in Halo. Thanks, Larry, appreciate it. Joining us this week, we have Laura DeLorenz from the Minecraft Dungeons team. Welcome to the show, Laura. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> All right. So I know that you're the lead designer on the Minecraft Dungeons team. We've been working together for a couple of years now. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about your role and what it entails? Right. It's always a bit difficult to explain, I feel. Uh, it's a uh, I, I usually compare it to what a game direct, uh, what a movie director does for a movie is the person that tries to hold the vision and tries to make sure that we're all creatively aligned. Uh, the only difference is that we are more than one person doing that. So there's Mons, who is our game director, who oversees everything. I basically try to keep the design in line and make sure that the game is awesome and fun to play and that the gameplay is enjoyable and yeah stuff like that 
Cool. Yeah, and so this week is pretty exciting. Released uh, the first seasonal adventure, Cloudy Climb. Um, this has actually been a really busy year for the Dungeons team, though. I think there's been three other DLCs that have released, right? Yes. Yes, we've <laughs> we've done so many things this year. <laughs> I love yeah, this trailer so much. Better. Yeah. Um, I mean, how has it been like having so many releases? Like, have you gone to take a break? Like, how has it been on the team? No, no, we're really <laughs> looking forward to the vacation of coming now. Uh, it's been a very hectic year. Uh, I feel like we've been running so fast all the time. So hopefully now we can start like slowing down a little bit. Uh, yeah, the team, the team has been working so, so hard, but I think it has paid off like... Yeah, players love dungeons, and, and we're very happy about it. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about Cloudy Climb and uh, this kind of move into the seasonal model? Right, yeah. we After the the story of the Orbit of Dominance was over, we sat down with our partners at Double Eleven and started discussing what could be a good way to make sure that the game keeps on going, uh, that is a bit easier to maintain with us, slightly smaller team that we are now. Um, so yeah, then then seasons felt very natural. We also didn't want uh, a very like, I don't know, predatory way of approaching it. So that's why we decided to make seasons that are infinite. Uh, so everyone can jump on the awesome pets and capes and everything whenever they want. Uh, and then we were like, yeah, but we also want to keep on building features. So we build a tower which has been a very difficult and challenging feature, but I think it turned out a, a lot better than I thought it, it was going to be. So, yeah, I think it, it has a lot of promising things coming also. So I'm excited. Yeah, I think the tower is pretty cool. It's the first... Um, I. I feel like competitive isn't the right word because it's not PVP, but um, it has like the first competitive element where people can kind of accept like a big challenge, right? And getting to like the furthest level that they can. Um, can I ask, what's the furthest level you've gone in the tower? <laughs> uh, I, I today managed to do the whole thing, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which made nice. me very okay. proud. Yes. Um, so I'm very happy. It's the first time I actually like do the whole thing in like without any cheats or any developer tricks. Uh, I knew it was possible, like our QA team gives us so, so much feedback. So we try our best to to stay in touch with how, you know, players realistically will experience it. But yeah, I'm, I'm very happy where the tower is right now and where it is heading. Uh, there's a lot of things we want to improve and add to it. So I think it, yeah, I think it's going to be better as we go for 2022. I guess it makes sense that you would be pretty good at the tower having worked on the dungeons team, but uh, I'm going to give it a shot this week and I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> I spent like three weeks in, in a row, like playing it like five hours a day. So <laughs> I've become, yeah, you know, pro. Pretty, yeah. pretty used to the strategy, I think. Hmm. Yeah. And I saw in the trailer, there's a bunch of other um, new features that are being added, like emotes and pets. Um, can you tell us a little bit about those? Right. Yeah, we really wanted to add something to the game that was not necessarily going to affect the gameplay too much. Like we already have a lot of weapons and gear and armor. So we wanted something that felt more individual and that you could show 
your friends and the things you got. So yeah, we we were like, why not? And added all the pets and all the ways of like expressing yourself. So I think that's pretty cool. And I, I really like how they turn out. Um, yeah, it, they're <laughs> pretty awesome. simple, the but at least, yeah. <laughs> but also they convey so much of the, you know, Minecraft fun and I, I really like them. Yeah, I like that. It's it's nice to have a way to actually communicate with other people as you're playing with them through. So that's very cool. Um, so about the tower, just really quick, you said that uh, things will be added to it. So is the tower going to be like updated over time? Uh, that's the plan. Uh, we'll see how much or how little we can update it. But the idea is that the tower will be a very changing feature as we go like we already have the capacity to to change things very much from tower to tower uh since it changes every few weeks uh so yeah i think we still have quite a few things in in store and we'll see where it where it goes awesome well i know the next seasonal adventure is still quite a ways away the team deserves some <laughs> time off yes. for the holidays <laughs> Um, but I guess my, you know, where can people go if they want to stay tuned to the latest Minecraft Engines news or hear when the next seasonal adventure comes out? Right. Uh, they can either go to minecraft.net where all our seasons and articles and, you know, all the information is posted. Or also you can find us on Twitter, either type Minecraft Dungeons or at Dungeons Game. And yeah, you'll be able to see every update that we post and every cute video that we make. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, reminder again, uh, Minecraft Engines Cloudy Climb is out now. Um, tons of free content for people to try out on PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, PC, Steam. Um, so go check it out. And thank Everywhere. you for joining us, Laura. Yeah, honestly. Thank you so much. If you tuned into the Game Awards last week, you saw probably the single most amazing performance I've ever seen at the Game Awards. And joining me to talk about that today is Chad and Maya Molinar from Studio MDHR. We're going to talk about Cuphead, the delicious last course. How are you guys doing? Amazing. Good, really, really yeah. Good. <laughs> really good after last week's announcement, for sure. It, I mean, I know you guys have announced, the announcement was, of course, that the downloadable content is coming next year in 2022, because you've kind of teased it for quite some time. It's been drifting out there on the internet, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yes. it has. And I mean, that's we've been talking about this internally for a long time, and it's, it's, it's this funny thing where maybe we shouldn't have picked a release date when we hadn't really started working on the game. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's like a classic green indie <laughs> scenario where we announced it a little prematurely. And so technically we haven't been in production with it for at that point that it launches four long years. But um, eh, what can you do? You live, you learn. Um, it's been a really, really great uh, production cycle since when we actually did get started. Um, and it's so nice to just finally have a date out there yeah. um, and let people know when it's coming but and work towards that. The the upside to all of this is people can learn from our mistakes. Yes. <laughs> Don't announce a game too early. <laughs> well, I think, well, yeah, that's, I think a lot of folks know that because people get really excited. But last week was really exciting because we had this moment. I was sitting, actually, this is actually my view. I was sitting right there in the, in the, in the game awards. And we saw this amazing, when, when the curtain went up and I saw what was going to go on. I mean, I'm a big fan of swing music and whatnot. And when we saw this, it was pretty amazing. These three lovely women, they kind of introduced, they kind of reintroduced it to us 
via song. Um, so tell us, tell us what it was like to work on this segment. Maya, I, you told me before we started recording, you actually flew into LA. So did you, did you have any creative control over this? So tell me about your involvement with this oh, announcement. Yeah. Tell yeah. Me the, idea. The, yeah, the Game Awards was so great with giving us creative freedom on kind of doing whatever we wanted with this piece. Um, and instead of kind of being in a swamp or like not really a swamp a beautiful ocean of trailers <laughs> we were like let's we really need to stand out and do something special and we thought you know the fans have waited so long for dlc and um we just wanted to give a gift back of um this is actually the title track to dlc altogether and we're like you know what let's keep this confidential nobody will know about it it was pretty hard to keep under wraps in terms of coordinating getting all of the right musicians in place sure. and obviously um the vocalists and but it uh nobody knew about it it was a great surprise and it turned out it turned out awesome yeah. like it was right down to like which rings they were going to wear and being as authentic to the era as possible which is kind of like the thing that we do here Right. Um, but it was such a moment, so cool to see, especially in that venue that we've watched year over year and to be play such a big role in it this year was And it's funny to think of how it turned fun. out from your initial spark of what if we do yeah. something cool. It was such alive. a pie in the sky idea. I was like, could we have a like an orchestral piece? Like what what does that mean? How could we pull that together? And everyone, you know, at first we're like, Oh, that's never gonna happen. And then There it is. <laughs> Now we had that, of course, the, the, that lovely live segment kind of introduced the trailer and the trailer itself, um, which is something we've, you know, I'm going to play it here. We can talk about it. Tell us for those folks that are, you know, are maybe seeing, I know that I saw, I was sitting with some folks who, you know, really hadn't seen Cuphead or like, oh, I forgot about Cuphead. Here we have this great intro trailer, which by the way, was cute as hell. <laughs> it was just too much. <laughs> Um, but we talk about this, is this a new section? Is this new DLC? Do I have to complete the original game? Cause in all fairness, and I have to be honest, I haven't finished the game. Okay. It's so damn hard that I haven't. Yes. I know. I'm embarrassed. Especially, especially <laughs> we have after. Play, we have somewhere to go. Uh, now, yeah. So. Well, <laughs> especially after. And because we, you know, Maya, you, you, Chad, you and I, we haven't talked in a few years. A couple yes. years ago, you sent me this lovely gift. Oh, you uh, still have it! And I still have it. It <laughs> hangs in my studio here. And I've, I've, I I, saw that, and I kind of looked at it. I was so embarrassed that I and I was like, I have to tell them. Because I love, as as, as a, a student of animation like you all are, I love this era. So I, I, I need to know, do I need to finish the game to play the DLC? <laughs> so first of all, you should have checked the note on the back of that art piece. It said... You cannot keep this unless you beat the game. Oh, it's no. due back. Oh, it's due back. Apparently it was yeah. due back two years ago. It's overdue. <laughs> but no, the DLC, um, it acts a little bit like a traditional DLC where it's a, a brand new island's worth of content. You know, we have a bunch of cool stuff that we're not going to talk about or show just so, you know. The fans, For the surprise the, element. Yeah, exactly. want to keep some stuff surprise. But you will have to, you don't have to beat the entire Cuphead game to play the DLC, of course. We haven't really revealed how they are linked yet. We know what it is, but again, we want to keep some stuff a little bit under wraps. But you should just know that you don't have to go crazy and beat every single thing to access DLC. It's going to be really accessible from the original game. That's, the, I mean, that's great to hear. I mean, the, because I love the world you've created, by the way, since we announced it, was it 2013 that we announced it like seven or eight years ago? Is that when it was? 
2014. 2014. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it, it just feels like it was a lifetime ago, and I, it was so exciting to see you launch on Xbox One, and then you launched on PlayStation, mm-hmm. and then you launched on Switch, and then you launched yeah. on. St- I mean, I'm I'm doing this all out of order, but you're pretty much on all yeah. the platforms <laughs> right now, right? Yes. Yes, we are. Yeah. Which is super exciting. Just knowing that we have that many more fans that can you know share the love for games that yeah. we have. And this and this and this content will go to all of those platforms simultaneously, correct? Yes. I yeah. mean that's that's a that's a big what 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 have you learned over the years in terms of what <laughs> there's a lot I know, but I'm just saying that's in terms a loaded of question. <laughs> <laughs> but what you've learned from the original game to gameplay that maybe people really gravitated towards or that maybe they weren't so thrilled with that you brought into the downloadable content that we may see. Well, hmm. so one part that we learned a lot about, and this is just more for the arcade fast Twitch purist, is there was a lot of ways we could um, perfect how the animation and gameplay sync with each other. And even though we love how the first game turned out, there's, you know, we're the people making it, so we're picky about it. Yeah. And we really dove deep into ensuring everything was like fine tuned to ensure it's gameplay perfect. But other than that, I think we, we, we knew some of the things that not that they were not that we didn't like them, but we would pick the best of what Cuphead has and expand from that. Right. And truly, truly make, you know, the best Cuphead experience. As yeah. This last, like the send away of the original Cuphead. Game. Yeah. I'd say from an animate, from the animation side, at least as well, it's some of our richest, most detailed work. Um, I, we haven't actually done a full tally yet of frame count, but it is, um, it's so detailed in the mileage in terms of pencil work and ink lines and things like that. Um, compare, stack up, even though it's just one island, it stacks up to the core game on a whole uh, as being very, very close. So it kind of puts into context in terms of like the amount of work that went into this compared to the main game. And just, uh, you know, as Chad alluded to earlier in that, um, we set out on making Cuphead um, a game that we would love to play, that we've dreamed of kind of, existing throughout our whole entire lives. And so we kind of held true to that and saying, okay, what, what things didn't, well, we're left on the cutting room floor for the original game. Let's incorporate those ideas. And uh, took this opportunity to do that rather than be like, okay, let's focus group this. And now what did people like and what didn't they like? We really just held true to making this an entire game of, of like a passion project yeah. for ourselves. And I'll add to that, that internally, we, this is kind of our, our Fantasia, like the early, the first Fantasia. Where right we're pushing art for art's sake. You know, the the programming team is pushing how the art meshes with the gameplay just to make it perfect. And the the, the craziness that went into the music this time around compared to the first game, it's just, we've amped everything up to that insane, maybe you shouldn't do this for (laughs) DLC, but we did it. So you did it. I know it it kind of, it's borderline, (laughs) like, should it have been a standalone? Should it be a DLC? Um, But here we are. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be great either way. It's, and I think the most important thing really is when I show it to people, There's, I have some neighbors that are, you know, their kids got Xboxes for Christmas or birthdays or what have you. And they ask me what games and I recommend Cuphead. And they're like, what, what is that? And they go look at it. And, and invariably, it, uh, the next day or a few hours later, they're like, oh, wow, this is amazing. And I want to point out that in in the original game, and I assume forward with the DLC, is that, you know, you're not using a lot of computer generated stuff. You're doing some hand, I mean, look. You're doing this, right? You're, you're hand drawing <laughs> cells. Every and, single frame. And, Not and, even one effect. It was done digitally. And um, uh, there's even there's even stuff that nobody has seen yet that we are we can't wait to 
show or at least people start playing yeah. the game and see it. Right. Um, the first, the first game we did, uh, we kind of mirrored what Fletcher studios did where they had, they built maquettes and, and, you know, physical 3d sets. Sure. In their cartoons. And we had a few of those in the first cuphead, but for this, we said, why don't we just go all out crazy for one of the set pieces? And sure. We're not going to reveal it, but it's just, again, it's that next level up of really pouring everything yeah. you can into it. It's so interesting because cartoons, animation, they so lend themselves to the digital era and we can turn on the cartoon network or whatever. And, and there, it's filled with, frankly, not very high quality animation. Right. But when I look at your stuff, it is exactly it is the it is. The, and you've talked about this. It's the golden era of animation. Yeah. It's the stuff, you know, the Bugs Bunny, the Max Fleischer. It's it's the, the Woody Woodpecker. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. It is it is really completely something different that people um, people this some some people in this generation have never seen. So that's why they're so blown away. So I want to thank you on behalf of a student and a fan of animation for reintroducing it or introducing in some cases for the very first time to an audience. I can't wait. I mean, since you and I chatted the first time, I think I, you know, this Maya, cause we've talked about this. I have a young daughter. I can't, mm-hmm. this will be the first game I sit down and play with her because I want oh, to introduce her to the animation because that's how pure it is. And that's how important it is. So I want to, on behalf of, you know, everybody, including oh. my, my daughter, she, she want, want to thank you for that. So. Oh, I love that. No, yeah, we, it, it, it definitely blows our minds to be, to hear. And let's, it's exactly like what you just said in terms of like, there are a generation of people that didn't even know this existed. Um, one of the number one questions we get when we, we do a couple of like school chats with, uh, with local schools, um, and they're like technology and communications courses. And the number one question we always get is, but couldn't you do it digitally? Like, why would you spend that much more time doing things by hand on paper? Like, we have these tools and these techniques that have evolved and, and what, like just why, and there's, there is really innocent confusion around it. And then when we show comparison, like split screens and we can, we can really highlight and point out where that magic is in terms of like the line work and just things that you can't capture digitally. They, they, they see it and like, it's like a light turns on and they're just like, Oh my God, this looks so different when you put it that way. Um, And so I just, Every one, one person at a time, every one person that's like, oh, I see it now. I'm like, we've done yeah. our job. Right. <laughs> we're lucky that we're in this position to be, um, to just forge ahead and, yeah. and brute force through the games as we have been doing. Because to most sane people, you would start <laughs> attempting this and you go, wait a second, the budget and timeline just keeps, it's an infinite timeline. So yeah, it doesn't scale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... It's, I don't know, we, we love it. Right. And, we're, and as we've said before, our studio is going to push 2D and hand-drawn animation and handmade yeah. painted backgrounds and, you know, handcrafted music for as long as we possibly can. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, actually. The backgrounds that um, people are going to see in this DLC are just, like, everything kind of feels next level, but the backgrounds are so beautiful and stunning. I can't wait to, you know, release those or release an addendum to the art book and it's just really beautiful work. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hats off, and I know that we're seeing a little bit of hybrid of of you know live action as it were here with the marionettes and the and the and the yes. gameplay, which which is such yeah, a we lovely. Have fun with it. Yeah, and, well, please, this is this is nothing but fun. I mean, this whole thing is just. We're, by the way, do you have those little marionettes? Do you guys have them in your 
in your offices? Yeah, I sure you, hope so, because they're beautiful. Eventually, eventually, we will. Yeah, this trailer was, uh, the puppetry trailer was done by Screen Novelties out in Los Angeles, and they knocked it out of the park. They oh, yeah. took it, like our vision and just took it to the next level. Um, we're really, really happy. And that was the number one thing I said to them when I, when we saw them being made, we're like, we get to keep these puppets, right? Yeah. And they, and they just like we'll us haunt our dreams forever. They just like us love the craft so much that a lot of this was shot on film. Too. Just, yes. just because, right. You capture yeah. just a little bit more of that green and, and mm-hmm. warmth. So well, yeah, it's, it's again, it's, it's, work. it's you, you guys are, you know, the analog studio of this generation in some regards, <laughs> which is no, which is great because this is an art that needs to yeah. be preserved and understood yes. and explored. And you guys are not only under, you know, using the right types of technology, you're expanding it in just the right areas because there's things that you're doing that weren't possible back then. Um, so I just, I, I just, yeah. You know, you know, I love you guys. I love you guys, and I love. I, love I, you too. And we I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to say that I haven't finished the game. So that you should be. Okay, so about. you're going to. Here's my proposition to you. I will cry handcraft you another cell with the new title screen, including Miss Chalice. Okay. If you beat the game. Okay. <laughs> well, there's also there's also the choice that he waits the DLC comes out and plays the original game as Miss Chalice because she has new Ooh. abilities that we haven't quite shared everything with. Ah, way to bring it back there, Chad. need you on your quest. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we're excited because the, the DLC is going to be, the Delicious Last Course is going to be out June 30th, uh, 2022. Yes, yes. Hopefully. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, yeah, it <no>. will. <laughs> hey, our track record is once we announce a date, it never slips. It's okay. only if we announce that a year. When you hear a year, your general <laughs> yeah. vague uh, that's, that's Yeah, but I mean, if there's anything that the last couple of years have taught us, um, it's number one, never say never. And number two, uh, it's just that anything could happen. And it's been difficult on everyone in every industry for sure. And we were not, um, you know, removed from, from that in the just having to navigate through the pandemic and while trying to make this game and ever, I just, we applaud everyone in our studio for kind of keeping things together and um, they just did a phenomenal job. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have to, everybody in the company has just been amazing. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to get you guys back on next year when we get closer to the launch so we can talk a little bit more about it. And and um, I'm looking forward to that. So thank you guys. Really appreciate the delicious last course for Cuphead coming in 2022. Chad and Maya, always great to see you. Have a great holiday. You Me too. too. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much to all of our guests. Really ended the show strongly here. And it's just so great to see Maya and Chad. They're great people. And uh, the delicious last course. We've, we're hungry. We've waited. And uh, we won't have to wait too, too much longer. They're, su- they're such good people. I mean, I've known them for a long time and I just love chatting with, with both of them. And the whole studio is just so talented. So, I mean, you heard me in the interview thanking them profusely for everything they've done bringing classic animation to a new generation and they're they're they really they've really done an amazing job so thank you for that thanks to all of our guests we had this week you heard all about these great uh, great new products like you know if you're cloud gaming we got you covered for android and ios we've got you know all all sorts of fun stuff there and this by the way i know you you had to step away so you didn't see this but this was one really the, the boba fett controller this is what the, remember when oh. do you remember when they were when we you and i went to the razor store and they slipped this in my yes. bag and said don't open it this is what was in there i didn't see what it was i didn't see what it was oh that's really cool yeah uh the what is it the legend of boba fett the story of boba fett that'll yep. be that's that's coming soon 
coming on soon. Disney Plus. So coming soon. That will be good. And The Witcher. The Witcher's this weekend. Oh man, you've got it's it down. Well, you got you got a lot of stuff to watch. A lot of stuff to watch. I do have a lot of stuff. To, although I'm a little worried to download that on Netflix on the plane and watch it because it's The Witcher. You don't know what you're going to be seeing there. And, well, it's not you know, so much what I you're going to be seeing; it's what your seatmates and the people it's behind the you are going to be seeing. Me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's always tilt that no. screen quietly to the left. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, my kids over here. Maybe you know, I, I've talked myself out of it. I will not be me doing that. I will be watching our documentary. So. Uh, you know, I was thinking it's, it's we're coming to the end of the year. It is. Um, and we were talking about Halo and how much, you know, we've played. Um, you know, you can look as we talked about and just see how much you've played each game. And yeah. what was your, did you have a dominant game this year? Did you, I, like, did you, anything that you played like the most? Well, I think, you know, you talked about it before the interviews that Halo's coming up quickly for you. It just isn't, you know, in terms of most played. I think right now, believe it or not, it was Sea of Thieves because I, I achieved Pirate Legend this year, mm. which is a big deal, level 50. And according to this, I played like nine and a half days of sea of thieves so far so that of course the pirate's life the 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 collab we did with disney and pirates of the caribbean that was amazing so right now with sea of thieves because i think the 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 reason one of the many reasons why is you know it's a fun game of course but that game you don't you don't jump in for five minutes you can't do a quick match it's it's you got to kind of get your snacks ready unbuckle the belt and kind of kind of stay in it for a while um so that was definitely my uh, my most played one as i as i look back here you know of course apex legends is still up there um that one is 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 probably second followed by far cry six um mm. you know still going yeah through. you beat that so you put a whole lot of time into that yeah, psychonauts too which i you know went through that one which was a lot of fun the artful escape finished that one yes. as well um, but I mean, the li- the list just, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling down here. I cannot believe all the games we played the tourist, which was a lot of fun. Um, what about a you? A lot less trips and a lot more playing. Well, I, I went, there were three games that I hit a hundred hours on this year. I didn't start, which is a lot for me. Uh, I, a couple of them I didn't, I started last year and finished this year. So Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I was yep. 108 hours and Yakuza Like a Dragon, I think I finished at like 101 hours, but I started those last year. But out of this year, there was one game I started and finished that was uh, 98 hours, which Tell is me. Dragon Quest Eleven, uh, the Ultimate Edition or whatever versions on Game Pass as such a great game. And I convinced my brother to play it. And he's now, he's very close for like the real ending and everything. Uh such a great game. Uh, I mean, I, this was a good year for RPGs for me. And I also played like four RGG games that people that make Yakuza, like I think I played Yakuza 3, 4, Judgment, and I'm 25 hours into Lost Judgment. If you add those up, those are about yeah. 100 hours as well. So at first I was like playing so much Halo. You have the recency bias. And I was like, oh, I've played the most Halo this year. And I'm not, a, I'm at uh, 70 hours right now. Right. Um, and maybe by the end of the year, I will. I very much, very likely to uh, have surpassed a hundred, just because I just love it so much. But right, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of game playing this year. It's been a Doom. Great game. I and forgot yet, Doom that I finished Doom this year. Oh was, yeah, you I played was, so much Doom. I was playing so that. Much. It took me forever to finish because I was playing on the hardest level. Uh, so that was that was. I don't even. Yeah, it's it's embarrassing how long I played that days. So. <laughs> Where they when they measure it in days, once you cross over, and it's like, yeah. oh, how many? how many days and then you have to do the math but and then if there's double um, digit days a lot to play oh boy yeah and i've got a backlog when i go over to my my pins um and and i take a look and and what i do i i don't know how you all use pins 
But the way I do it is I pin the things either. Uh, here's the things I'm playing the most. And you see Halo, Octopath Traveler. I'm like 50 hours into Lost Judgment and the gunk. But then I have years of uh, forts I need to play more. It takes two still haven't finished. And then, we, we, uh, we haven't finished. We haven't finished. And then like Tales of Arise. Haven't even started that. That's probably a huge game. This RPG from Riot uh, that looked really cool. There's just, there's, uh, I, I have quite the, quite the backlog. And then once we hit, really, we get into, start getting into like February and Elden Ring comes out. There's a lot of games coming out early on this year, more than, more than last year. That's yeah. going to be, clock is ticking, man. I gotta, I gotta get on it. Well, that's why you got, you don't need to take anything on, uh, on, on your trip, except your console or your, your, you know, your, yeah. your mobile device to play cloud games. You got a lot to catch up on, pal. I do. Oh, I'm going to bring my Switch. And I realized because Minecraft Dungeons has uh, uh, updated uh, yet again with this uh, seasonal adventure called Cloudy Climb. It's free. Yep. And uh, and so I think it, while I'm watching the documentary, I'm going to be doing the dual screen thing, playing uh, playing Minecraft Dungeons on my Switch and playing through some of the, the drops they've had throughout the year. It's been an incredibly well-supported title. Oh, it has. And yeah. uh, I don't want to... I'm, I'm always a little in over my head uh talking minecraft with rebecca it's sort of like you don't want to if you lived with a chef you're not going to want to like cook to try to impress them yeah you're we just can't not going to do we it. can't i mean she unfortunately she couldn't join us during the recording of the show because she's traveling but yeah. she is our de facto in many ways the minecraft expert she works on the business she works on that mm-hmm. on that project so well if she's watching this and i would hope she is or her mom her mom is not watching this <laughs> i want to congratulate her and the entire minecraft team for an amazing milestone that they hit this year uh, that it was actually just announced this week. Like, imagine if this this video, and it won't, but imagine it got a million views. That would be that would be spectacular. Yeah. Now, imagine a million views a million times. That would be a trillion views, and that is how many views on YouTube alone Minecraft has racked up. At my all the content that all the creators do and everything else. Yep. One trillion views. That is just. Uh, it was just spectacular. So YouTube was celebrating One it. Trillion. Minecraft and Mojang was several. It's it's just an impossible to even envision number. But like YouTube is just, or, or Minecraft has just been so relevant for so long, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, there's a, a great little post from uh, on Minecraft.net talking about this, and and they have a, they put together like a a, a tribute, but um, yeah. definitely worth watching. But congrats to the Minecraft team. And, Congrats to the Minecraft YouTubers who are in many ways like a, a huge lifeblood of the community. Um, sure, they certainly are. are huge connoisseurs of a number of Minecrafters in the house, uh, uh, in our house. Uh, a shout out to Green uh, for a lot of his his content and many, many others. So uh, that's just an awesome feat. And it's, again, almost Truly unfathomable. Tr- I mean, yeah, I mean, people forget about Minecraft because, I mean, if you're playing, you don't forget about it, but, no, you know, people no. are always <clears throat> the latest, the latest release and thing, but, but Minecraft is like, just keeps chugging along, just keeps, you know, they keep updating it. There's it million, keeps improving. There's millions of people so. playing yeah. it all the time. There's, you know, it's in, stu- it's in classrooms with the education edition. I mean, it, it is, it is truly this, this, this beast, this amazing platform. So again, as Jeff said, thank you for everybody that supports it. Cool. Another another game that was really huge. We're in the news, by the way. Like we didn't we didn't make a hey, big to do. That was about that was, a, it. That it was, was such a, a smooth, smooth segue. Very smooth. You didn't even realize it. You were being informed without 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 knowing it, without a pre announcement. But uh, another game that saw huge 
uh, lift on social channels like Twitch and YouTube over the course of the last year is Among Us. And Among Us has been out on uh, Windows 10 and through through Game Pass that way, but it's now out on console. So if you want to play it uh, on Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, to Windows 10 or Windows Windows PCs, uh, and Windows 11, of course, uh, available for Game Pass. So if you have Xbox Game Pass, you've got Among Us. Simple as that. Jump yep. in there and see what people have been talking about risk-free. And that's not the only game. This is actually a big final, I think it's the final, but the, 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 uh, the, yeah, we're closing out the year. Let's just call it that way. Yep. Um, for 2021 on game pass and some really great games. And this is like definitely like a games for everyone. Uh, everything from, so we, the gunk, which we talked about, and that'll be sort of your, your new, uh, day one game to play. If, uh, if you're looking for something, a completely new experience, there's like chill games if you need to like get away from your family during the holidays. Firewatch and Lake heard great things about. I've played Firewatch and it's an excellent game. Lake I've heard awesome things about as well from Gary Witta, big uh, proponent of that game. Stuff for the kids and and uh, I saw some really great um, just feedback from parents out there when we announced these games this week. Ben Ten Power Trip uh, is a Paw Patrol game. Race with Ryan. I, I don't know if that's Ryan's toys. That Ryan. Uh, Transformers Battlegrounds. Stuff for the kids to play. Stuff to play when the kids go to sleep. MK11. That's uh, something I, my brother and I will uh, spend downloading a lot of Among time Us. I forgot that Among playing. Us is on the console now. I just talked about. I know, it. but that's because that's. I, I know. I know. I'm saying you, you triggered me to go download it. Yes, exactly. Small download too, which is great. So yeah, it's, not, um, it's on Game Pass. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of new stuff came to Game Pass. I think it was uh, 10, 11 new games this week. So uh, enjoy this. Uh, it's very cliche to say something like something for everyone, but I think that is accomplished this week with the the most recent drop. And one thing I do want to call out, new things coming to Game Pass, things do roll off. And, uh, uh, you know, definitely want to make sure you don't miss out. If you've never played the early Yakuza games, Yakuza 0, Yakuza Kiwami 1 and 2, those those are gone from Game Pass at the end of the year. So you're going to want to make sure if you haven't had a chance to play those, play them now. And if you, you're into them, you can save 20% off as a Game Pass member. Uh, so grab them before that discount goes. Um, these are three of well, my look favorite at them all games. So those Guacama- are out December 31st. Guacamele's leaving, Man of Medan, Ukulele. Oh, that was, that was last week. You're looking, you're looking at an older one. Uh, oh, these those do- might already be gone. Oh, I'm just looking on the console. Those are leaving soon. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. Those might still be there, but these are the ones that are leaving um, December 31st. Anyway, but more, as always, it seems like more in than out. So always, always good. Fantastic. Uh, One of the things I, I meant to mention when we were saying what we were playing, and it's not so much playing as experiencing. Have you tried the... Matrix Awakens, uh, this this Unreal Tor- Unreal Engine Five uh, sort of demo on Xbox Series X and S. Well, not only have I tried it, Jeffrey, I did an interview with them that was last week after the podcast. It aired on Friday. <laughs> well, you know, I can't assume that anybody has listened to all the episodes, That's but okay. I did get to try this over the weekend, and it is like it is stunning. And it almost a, feels like a, it almost feels like the new way to do a, an action trailer for a for a for a movie, right? It was really cool because you had Carrie Ann Moss and you had Keanu. uh, Digital versions of themselves. And sometimes digital, younger versions of themselves. And uh, and you get to, and what's really cool is after you do this sort of uh, 
I don't know if it's on rails, but like this race, this chase sequence, which is really fun and you you pretty much can't fail it. Uh, but it's just, so you actually, what that means is you can actually sort of absorb the environment as you're playing it. Because sometimes it's, it really is blurring the lines between reality and, and computer graphics. Then you get to explore the city. You can yeah. jump into a car, you can run around on the street, you can just have a effectively like a drone cam. And I did that, I was like, and this combination of like procedurally generate, like you could go up to like a window and you can look in the window and, oh, there's a apartment on the 14th floor and like they built that out. And it's like, it's just truly spectacular. And it was yeah. really cool to see that the coalition who, as we know, Gears of War started, it was by Epic Games and it became- uh, It was essentially uh, part a tech of the demo. Microsoft family. Yeah. And uh, yeah, in, in many ways, right? And uh, it started with Gears 4 that was made by the coalition up in Vancouver. But there's a tremendous amount of technical expertise and excellence at the coalition. And they work together with the folks at Epic uh, and on the Unreal Engine 5 to tune it and tune this demo for uh, for Xbox consoles. And so it's really cool to see. We have an article about that on- um, It's got my video interview. O- over on Xbox Wire. Scott, your interview, I'm looking at that now. With Kate Rain And how they did that. Yeah. And, uh, and so it's just really cool with how they made ray tracing optimizations and increased it's performance. A fr- by the way, it's a free download. Try it out. It's a free download available for Xbox Series X and S. Go check it out. This is one of those things you could show it to someone who might not even be interested in games. Like, how good does this look? Because well, you know what it reminds it just sort me of, of portends the future. It reminds me a few years ago. Remember when games got to the point where if you walked into a room and, and you were playing like Madden or FIFA or something, and people were like, "That's not real," right? Remember those those moments? It's true. It's kind of like uh, yeah. that. It's kind of like that. I, so when I, I was working at a game store in the mall back when the Dreamcast <laughs> launched, don't laugh at me. I'm like, laughing at you because I want to know which mall. It was uh, Leesburg Town Center. I think that's what it was called okay. in uh, in Lake County, Florida. And I was working at a video game store there. And I remember when the Dreamcast came out and we had NBA 2K playing or yep. NFL 2K. Uh, the, the original, not 2K with a number, just 2K. 2K, right. And, and uh, I remember someone like frantically coming in like, oh, wait, there's a game on now? And it was like, it was like 11 a.m. on a Tuesday. It's like, right. you know, it's like a football game. Oh, it's a video, video game. game. And they yeah. just like, they couldn't believe it. Right. They thought the the Jags were playing or whatever. Did the Jags even exist back then? I, I, we'll have to look that up. But uh, yeah, it was just really funny. Uh, and the funny thing is, if you looked at it now, it would look so Not old. real. Yeah. And it's come so much further. Dated. And it really is just continually blurring the lines. But anyway, definitely worth watching or experiencing uh, The Matrix. So search for that. Play it, download it. I Something to do it. for the holiday. I do it again. Something to do for there the holiday. Go. Lots to do for the holiday. Any yes. other news we got there, Jeff? Yeah, uh, just real briefly, want to call attention to uh, our friends over at EA Sports working on NHL 22. They've put together a documentary series. We were talking about our Xbox uh, documentary. There's a documentary called Breaking Ice, just about the the changing face of hockey, of the NHL. And, uh, and so this is going to be a multi-part series. And uh, first episode is live now with Luke Prokop, uh, plays for Nashville. And uh, you can find that on YouTube. You can find it over on EA Sports. So if you just search for uh, EA Sports Breaking Ice, you will find that. Have you been so to a Kraken game yet here you. in Seattle? I have not, but I, I will. I mean, it's, I mean, it's the first season, so it's Let's like go. super expensive. Let's go. Let's you I and mean, I go sure. some night. I mean, at the very least, it's 
a really cool arena. So I think I he has that out. season tickets. Maybe maybe we can. Oh yeah, let him it. give up. He's, oh, he's got really good tickets because I've seen him on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, like he is center ice, like right seven rows up. So he owes he owes us. Yeah, us pro- probably maybe. more or less you us sure. That's Somebody. It. Let's do that. Let's do that. We'll just keep telling ourselves that. Sure. <sighs> All righty. He's you know he's never hooked up the Pokemon cards, so the least he can do is give us uh, some centerized seats for uh, when he's out. He goes. I think he's going to be going flyers. out of town, so I'm gonna. I'll I'll, I'll definitely ask him. So that would be good. That um, would be good. Well, oof. Larry, this is it. 2021. Like Finish line is, just is upon us. It's about to close the book and put it up on the shelf. I've got quite a shelf of books up here for the years. It's uh, <laughs> more, more every year. <laughs> it is, uh, it is quite something. Yeah. It's been, th- I want to thank everybody. Uh, first of all, who's t- helped us uh, make this transition to a video podcast. Jeff is, uh, you think you're the worst critic. Jeff is, Jeff is the harshest critic. And I appreciate that, Jeff. Thank you. Every show is it can be improved upon. Yeah, we we'll get there's nothing back, right? room for opportunity. But seriously, 2021 was an amazing, amazing year um, with the game releases for Xbox. We next year is going to be, uh, you know, I don't want to say even better, but it's looking even better. Um, we've got a lot, lot to talk about and play next year. Um, Jeff, I know you you've had a heck of a year with all the work you've been working with our with the creators. And by the way, thank you for all the great work you do with the creators because you really do some. Your team does amazing work with them. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. It's uh, it's not much uh, more I can add to that. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. But well, but seriously, for everybody in the Xbox, uh, you know, in in the community, I want to thank you. If you're new to Xbox, welcome. If you've been with me for and Jeff and I for two, three, four, five, ten, fifteen years, uh, welcome. Twenty years, you know, twenty it doesn't matter. You're you're just as important to us because we we love every every single one of you. We've got some great games, some great times ahead. It's uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a lovely year, and I I know uh, Jeff, I want to wish you uh, safe travels, these new travels to. No more is that more you important too? than going to Florida? Do you need the safe travels? I, I I'm I'm sure we'll we'll behave, and I will spend if it's hot, which I think it might be. A lot of time it's I hope you get time to play some games. You yeah. know, we worked through the year. And sometimes it means you don't get to play as much as you would like, despite the fact that we put in hundreds of hours of, of gaming. Right. Um, but just to be able to be unfettered and just sort of relax. And I'm just looking forward to having like a glass of hot cocoa or something and just like just sitting in my pajama I think, pants. I, on I think, t- I think you're going to want a topo down there, pal. <laughs> oh, yes. I need to track down where I can buy that. But uh, absolutely. But on behalf of Rebecca... Uh, Rebecca and Jeff and everybody on Team Xbox, I want to thank you for an amazing 2021 for all of your feedback, your support, and you know, telling us what is right and what is wrong. And it's it's always uh, it's always a learning experience with everybody. So anyway, we're gonna wrap up. We'll be gone for a few weeks. We'll be back in January. Um, but you can find us online. You can find Jeff and I uh, certainly on social here. They can find. Uh, you can follow me on Xbox Live, Major Nelson, and of course, Jeff, your gamertag is Rubes. You can find you there. He and I will usually be in a Halo match. Usually in a Halo match. Yeah, so whether you're As matching you up with us or uh, just uh, against us, I know we're going to have some fun. So have fun, play fair, file that feedback, and uh, we'll see you in 2021. Right, Jeff? Uh, we've seen you in 2021. We'll see you in 2022. There you go. That's it. All right, 2022. See you guys next month. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Bye-bye.